You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Anthony Gallegos. Hi. Justin Davis is hey, here. Hey, guys. And I think making his first Gamescoop appearance is Mitch Dyer. What up? All the way from Canada. All the way. An import, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if So if you're anything like beer, you're better than... The American editors that we have here. One time when I went to Canada, I smuggled Canadian cigars back. Uh, Cuban cigars. Cubans, yeah. I was going to say, really? Cuban cigars, because we couldn't get them back. And, yeah. and even though they made us x-ray all of our stuff, when we went didn't through. Them. No, they didn't, because we stuck them all in the bells of our saxophones, because we were on a band trip. So. Well played. You rebel. You band rebel. With your <laughs> I felt like cigars. Han Solo yeah. for a brief period of did time. You, did you smoke these Canadian cigars? No, my friends did. My dad did. And I was like, Dad, I brought you, I brought you these smuggled cigars. So. so wait, so was your dad happy with you or disappointed? <laughs> totally thought I was awesome. Okay. So. Anyway, listeners, uh, Mitch Dyer is the newest member to our IGN family. He's an Xbox editor here. I am. Uh, I play those achievement games. And he's awesome, so you should be very nice to him. Please. Uh, God, please. <laughs> I just want to be loved. And he's dressed up today. He's I wearing am, a very yeah. nice uh, black shirt and red tie. With a half tuck. It's, use, it's not even a half tuck. It's past that point now. There's just, there's almost no tuck left. I usually dress down. I, I usually look pretty sloppy on Friday, so. I'm you're, just, you're, I just definitely show me up. Uh, we gotta, we're bring back, bring back Fancy Friday. Uh, no? No, I don't. Come on, Damon. I can't really get on board. Okay. I just no. don't feel up to it on Friday. No. So. Okay. How about Wednesdays? <laughs> Fancy Wednesdays? Fancy Wednesdays. Yeah. Well, you need the alliteration. I like Wobble Wednesdays. Ooh. There you go. Is that where everyone shows up just hung over his shit? Yeah. No, okay. I assume that was a dubstep joke. It is, yeah. It yeah. is. Oh. Okay. Um, anyway, Mitch reviewed uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 this week. Yep. 
And so tell us about how, how great, good that game is. The game is so good. You should absolutely buy it. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm. Don't do, Don't do that. The game is awful. Uh, I gave that game a three because it's really not good at all. It's what a- happened? I I wish I knew. That's what I wonder too. Well, so we have to imagine this because Itagaki left, right? I don't know. Like I I don't know enough about him or like him enough. Like I I like past Ninja games. He hasn't stuck his fingers down your throat. No, mm. sadly not. Um, I, I like him well enough. Like I've played <sighs> his games. I've liked his games, but I don't love his games. I'm not a huge huge Ninja Gaiden fan. Mm. I've liked what I've played. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I assume that has to have had some effect. But to what degree I don't know. Because uh, that team tried a whole bunch of new shit. With Ninja Gaiden, they experimented with all sorts of stuff, and none of it worked. Not a single piece. I wonder why, why, why even like, why mess with the formula? Like right. people loved Ninja Gaiden one and two. Like, yeah. Why, why, so why screw with it? I guess maybe for all the people that were like, I don't play Ninja Gaiden. It sounds too hard or something. Yeah, maybe I guess. But, but it's even, like at what point? Like companies get whacked for doing the same thing all the time too. Like, what is the third one? The one where like, <laughs> how many are you allowed to keep the same before you need to change it? I think, like, though, that mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden, like, if they want it to not be a niche title, like, yeah. they, then it shouldn't be Ninja Gaiden. But, like, Ninja Gaiden needs to be that niche title that sells well enough to make the yeah. money back, but is obviously catering to that specific audience that wants to have their face kicked in and yeah. be a badass when they manage to not have it kicked in. It's unfortunate that that game is called Ninja Gaiden because it doesn't feel like Ninja Gaiden at all. Like, the, the being easy part is definitely a factor there, but it's not the most significant problem with that game at all. Like, that's just one of the things. The streamlining is not so much an issue as it is. The game is just a really poorly designed action game. There's no... There's nothing interesting about the combat and the encounters at all. Like, ten guys pop out of the ground and you kill them, and then ten more pop out. And, and there's no reason out. to be, like, better with your combos like there was no. in the old one. No, not at all. Um, because there's no experience system where you're right. unlocking There's cooler. no progression whatsoever. Yeah. And so you um, you like this game a lot less than a lot of other people liked it, which yeah, is totally I fine, do. first of all. I think it's fine if some people give it good reviews yep, and some totally. people give it bad reviews. But Absolutely. I'm curious if you have any thoughts about where that big gap comes from like why why did some people really like it got eights at some yeah magazines. yeah the more i the more i dissect it the the more i realize that the the common themes and the positive reviews are it's a competent action game which it is okay um and the story just did not get on people's nerves like it did to me like that story is so awful that it intrudes <laughs> on the gameplay in a lot of ways uh even if you can skip the cutscenes if you want like you don't have to watch that stupid bullshit uh but it, it intrudes on the gameplay in a way that really just brings down the pace of the game. Okay. There, there are so, also people that that love every Samurai Warriors game that comes out as well. So I'm just throwing that out there. Another Warriors Orochi came out this week. Oh. Ryu Hayabusa's in it. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, there are points in that game where like you have to pick up this kid who is like somehow like he becomes a father figure to this kid. Don't worry about it. And you have to pick up I this won't. kid and like walk down a hallway and protect this kid. And there's just moments like that where it's like, why am I not just killing shit again? Because this is boring and intrusive. Yeah. Well, work. it's supposed to explore like the uh, emotional side of murdering people, right? As right. a ninja. Yeah. At which point you turn around and murder a thousand men. <laughs> and, and then he gets really gi- sad about it. And a giant blind dinosaur. Spoilers. I think it's fucking dope, though. That's the only good boss fight. I would love an actual ninja game. A stealth game, yeah. like the a Return Tenchu. of Tenchu. So a Hitman, yeah. yeah well, yeah. Oh, Hitman, Hitman like, with ninjas would be yeah, dope, right? Yeah, a Hitman style game where you're a ninja. Yeah, yeah. Like a ninja simulator. Like oh, totally. Do it up right. I see what you're yeah. saying. Like a Hitman game set in like feudal Japan. Totally. Or like yeah. maybe like something like if it were Assassin's Creed, but more like ninja y. Mm-hmm. The yeah. thing about Tenchu games was they were not nearly as open ended as like a Hitman game. Yeah. No, so not like, yeah, yeah. they were still pretty linear with the way you had to handle yeah. things. That really would, bad AI, yeah. and that would be super dope. If you're, the, if you're listening out there, game developers, that's a freebie. You, get, can, you can have well, that one. Mark of the Ninja is coming out in the summer on the XBLA. Okay. And but it's that's, Play uh, Entertainment. But that's that. like more, it's a 2D 
Yeah, it's TV, right? but it's also it's very, very what, much what everyone is asking for. Like very slow paced, okay, methodical. Like you're clinging to walls and like going above guys. Killing guys isn't always necessarily the best option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's pretty rad. Yeah. Smoke bombs, smoke bombs, smoke, smoke bombs. bombs to escape. Yes, and firecrackers. <laughs> there you go. There is actually a uh, a ninja hitman game. It's called Batman: Arkham Asylum. <laughs> That's true. Well played. So. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there's too much punching and not enough stabbing in the throat. Yeah. That's true. The you enemies never see the smoke people. bombs coming. You, you would mean? think, yeah. like, this is a ninja. <laughs> there's a chance yeah. that we might be seeing a smoke bomb in the near future. That. Yeah, prepare for that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the window. Like, why? Yeah. Anyway, Ninja Gun 3, 3.0. Yep. You did that because it's Ninja Gun 3, right? Yep, exactly. So, what, so the label, is 3.0 bad on the IGN label? I think it's awful. Awful, awful. awful. yeah. Yeah. Four, four, is, four, is, four bad. is bad. Yeah, yeah. So that's like Operation Raccoon City. In my time at IGN, yep. I've only seen two games get below three. Was one of them the 1.0 I gave last year? Oh, well, three then I guess. <laughs> well, wait, ever? Remember? And remember at PAX last summer we played Blackwater. Yeah, and that Mitch got a 2.5. That a two five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blackwater. So, oh, that game was awesome. Blackwater. Totally a great use of the Connect right there. Um. Yeah. Better with Connect. Yeah. As they often are those video <laughs> games. IGN has given one zero. In its history, yeah. To what? Nagano Olympics, yeah. Like '98, I think. Oh, on the is that, something like that? Is that a yeah. Kankaras joint? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I think it was a mass uh, uh, Casmina joint. Okay. I really liked that game. Yeah. I remember really? the shit out of it. Yeah, I was like five years old, but <laughs> yeah, it, it got a zero from IGN because apparently all they did was change the box art. Yeah, it was the and, like, exact same, the same really? game with with new box art and a new title screen. <laughs> Right. And the review just says, like, when uh, whoever the publisher is, when they put out a, a new game, I'll give it a real score. Like, That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Well played. Uh, but a good game that came out this week is uh, Cine Mora on Xbox Live Arcade. 2D side-scrolling shoot 'em up and it's awesome. You reviewed that? Yeah. So good. I give that one a nine. Starring a giant cast of furries. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that part, but... Whatever. They st- I think the art actually looks really, really, cool. really, I mean, really it's good. More, they're kind of a hard, more hardcore Star Fox crew. Cooper yeah, Pilots. exactly. Isn't there, like, some weird sexual abuse themes in that story? So I have no idea what's going on in the story. <laughs> okay. But there's weird stuff. Like, the main guy you play is this buffalo, who with the, uh, this alcoholic buffalo, yes. who lost his legs. He's like a paraplegic alcoholic <laughs> buffalo. And that's the pilot that you're, you're, you're controlling in this plane. <laughs> but he's apparently not controlling it with pedals. No. Because no. he has no legs. I don't think you use pedals in planes. Like, I, you, I don't know how to fly a plane, <laughs> but I don't think you use pedals. There's no pedals? I don't think okay. so. Some pilot out there is just yeah. shaking his head right <laughs> now. <laughs> he's already composing his angry email to GameStop. <laughs> Once when I was a paraplegic buffalo, I'm yeah. going to be that for Halloween. No, uh, no one. So the best Halloween costumes are the ones that like no one gets except for like one person, and then they're like, "Yes, that's so great!" Like the one person that you run into that played Cinemora is going to be so happy with oh your costume. That was so Cinemora, really Mora. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mora? So it's Mora. a, it is a Mora, 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 Cinemora. Yeah. Okay, which I so it's made by a Hungarian developer, I believe, mm-hmm. and I think the voice track in 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 the in the game is in Hungarian, I believe. Um, Fairly standard shoot 'em up, except its twist is that uh, it's based on time. You don't have lives or health bar, so when you take the time is always ticking down. You you start with like thirty seconds. You gain time for every enemy that you shoot down, and you lose time when you take hits. So it's really really cool uh, little twist. Yeah, it's interesting not to have lives. Yeah, actually it makes it where you know. So when you when you're moving a spray of bullets, you can take a, few, a couple hits usually. You just have to make sure you still have time on the clock. So, so does it? Cool. So you beat it, and then is there more? Like, is there a challenge mode afterwards? Like, what? Uh, so the insane mode, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. There's several difficulties. There's story mode and arcade mode, and arcade mode is really what okay. it's meant to you know meant to play as, and it's a lot harder than story mode. 
Which is fine, because I, I, like I said, I, I had no idea what was going on in the story. Yeah. And it gets kind of talky-talking. I'm just like, ah, whatever. Shut up, already. Shut up, you lizard. Shut up, Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to play the game. So, you, you know, you, you can work your way through the story mode in a few hours, and then arcade is like where you'll spend all your time trying to, you know, work up the work up your high score, get up the leaderboards, yeah. earn achievements. Okay. Really cool. fun. Nice. And it's beautiful. It's, a, it's, it's really beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I, know, I watched you play it at your desk a lot. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. So check that out. It's on Xbox Live Arcade. I think it's an exclusive because it's published by Microsoft. Uh, and it's 15 bucks. So why mm-hmm. is Flying Games, why is it always animals? Did Star Fox start that? But then there's also the Saturday morning cartoon. There was the, uh, oh, shit, the, uh, What are we talking about? The, uh, <laughs> no, it's always like in every Flying Game or like Star Fox, it's always animals. Like it's always talking personified animals. I think but, like, Disney started that really? in general. Yeah. I don't just think in that's, general. With like, but in with flying like, games? Well, I'm just saying things like uh, DuckTales. Like, what was that asshole that flew the, the giant Seaquack? Launchpad McQuack. Launchpad McQuack. There yeah, we go. Exactly. And what then name? there's... Uh, yeah, so you're right. And then there was Star Fox. And then there's the there's that movie. There's Porco Rosso, the movie. And then there's this game. And then there's... I don't know. It just comes up a lot. I don't know what to tell you. Y'all give me Animals face. make excellent pilots. I don't know if you're I don't know <laughs> if you're offended or observing. <laughs> no, I'm just observing. Okay. Everyone's look, you're looking at me like I'm taking crazy. I'm just not fucking sure. animals flying I'm not, these planes. I'm just ah. not sure if it's as prevalent as, as you're as you're claiming. Okay. If the next ace combat game has animals, <laughs> you guys <laughs> I'll I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> so out this week, you know, Cinemora, Ninja Garden Three, Operation Raccoon City, but whatever. The, the game that everybody's really playing and talking about is Draw Something. Yeah. Yeah. That yes. game, that game is the business. I have twenty games going on at me any too. given time. Yep. So, and I am amazed sometimes when I send people pictures, and that basically for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's an iOS and Android game that is cross-platform. First of all, which is nice, asynchronous nice. multiplayer. It's basically piction, cooperative Pictionary, where you're like trying to get the other person to guess it. It is in your best interest for them to guess it because you're getting in-game currency right. to do so. So you're given you're given three words to choose from a sort of easy one, a medium one, and a hard one. And you choose which one you want to draw. You draw it. You send to your opponent, and then they see your picture, and then they have to guess and it. And the best part is they see you draw it. Right. That's, that's the thing. Like really it animates. Love, yeah. Yeah. You can see every step of the way. Like they draw a line, then erase it, then draw another line, or like if they start their picture over, and you see the full animation of them like composing this picture. And so for the first time last night, I incorporated that. I, like, animated a little scene. Like, I did one thing. Like, the movement was important. They wouldn't mm. have got it if they saw the thinnest picture. But if they saw, like, how it was moving as I was drawing it, then they were able to get it. Um, the thing I like about it is that, you know, obviously if you're going to get it, like, in my opinion, you should pay the dollar and get the non-ad-supported one because mm-hmm. the ad-supported one, like, kills your battery really bad. Right. But, uh... You only get a limited amount of colors, and I was playing with Mitch, and Mitch obviously only had the very <laughs> limited color palette, and so he first started his drawing off by writing on the screen, blue equals green, and then deleted it, and then, and then drew salad with, I, I with blue leaves. Salad. I was like, That's awesome. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that made a lot of sense. But yeah, I've, been, uh, yeah. I've been drawing windscreens for people when I'm like, okay, now I know at this point they're going to have got it correctly, so I erase everything. Because when they get it correct, it just jumps to the end. Yeah. yeah. So I draw a windscreen with like hearts or thumbs up. This is oh, like, nice. great job. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun too. Yeah. Uh, it's really well designed. The interface is great. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like a joy to use. Yeah, it really is. So there's a lot of things that that, that draw something does great. This app just launched. Like it just came out February 1st. It got. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of genius. It's got like over 15 million daily players. They were bought by Zynga. The company was bought by Zynga for like $200 million. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, this came out of nowhere. It's so random that the app was successful. But like there's definitely smart things that it did that made it a success. And one thing that jumped out at me, and Anthony, you mentioned you have like 20 games going. 
It's because the game never ends. Once you start playing Draw Something, you're stuck in this loop. Yeah. But, like, the best possible, like, joy loop, I turn guess you could call it. Turn 27, turn 28. Yeah, so when you get a question right, it's like, congratulations, you got this right. Draw something else. Uh, but it's then not you, congratulations, it's draw yeah, some. Yeah, draw some. You got something right. Draw something else. But even when you get something wrong, it's like, oh, you didn't get this one. Draw something else. Like, the game never ends once you start. Like, right. you just swap pictures back and forth forever. And so, I think that's great. I, I think wonder if that will... Be its downfall that yeah. there's no end, nothing to work towards. Yeah. Except I guess you're earning coins and buying yeah. more colors. Either way, it doesn't matter. Like if eventually the game has a downfall of sorts, like they'll still have made money hand. Yeah. Well, like you know, like mm-hmm. I think they thing. can move on to the next thing. Sure. Yeah, they but were. So I, you know, the buying colors, I sort of get it. It gives you something to work towards, but that's really the only part of the game that I'm not wild about. You know, if you download the free one and you're yeah. just giving the game a shot, just to see out, just to try it out, you get four colors. And so it's like if you have to draw a tree, but it's like you don't have green or brown. Mm-hmm. And like that's not, you know, that's not a good experience to me. I don't know. Right, but when you play Pictionary, for instance, at home, you just use pencils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you do it all in one color. So I don't know. It's, that doesn't really particularly bother me. I mean, I, you can draw anything with just using black. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Just make it a just black and white picture. Yeah. Um, There's some weird fucking words in that game. Yeah. Like the RZA? Really? I, that's kind <laughs> of what the, the game's charm. Like, yeah, like right. Metroid is in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, like, how right. awesome is that? Yeah, and I wonder, if, I wonder if Nintendo would like have, a, have take issue with that. Maybe. I, mean, I don't it's, know. I don't I think it's so. just a word. It, well, but it's Nintendo's it's word. It's a copyright. <laughs> like, it's a yeah. proper noun. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And Zelda and Mario are in there, yeah. and uh, you know, there's some other, and and that's that's what's going to be. I think I read oh, this might not be right, but I'm almost sure that uh, they added some Hunger Games words in like a recent oh, no. update. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they and have so, Justin Bieber and all kinds of other pop culture right. things. So like that's what'll keep the app. Like if you're going to be playing Draw Something in a year, it's like you know they'll remove those Hunger Game words and add more Batman words over the summer. Like they can yeah. keep it relevant mm-hmm. in that way, and that's you know the neat thing about iPhone games is that they're always on and always connected. The color packs that you either earn yeah. or buy are kind of are kind of crazy. Like yeah. there's the Mardi Gras pack that has like five pastel colors. It's yeah. they're I, really strange. I also think though that, that there's a lot of potential there. Like if I was making draw something and I wanted to uh, make money on it, um, like I would. I why wouldn't you do like like a seasonal thing like you're saying, right? Like a right. Batman. But I'm saying one that is specifically only Batman, oh. and it's just a ton of Batman guessing words or a Star yeah. Wars pack, and all it is is Star Wars stuff that people have to guess. Yeah, it's good. Themed, idea. very mm-hmm. specific. I would, mm-hmm. Man, if you could play like just video game words, mm-hmm. oh man, I would eat that up. Yeah, they should do word packs like that. Let me go. It's a good like, idea. Like Tap Tap picks its artist, like Star Wars draw something. And the funny thing is, you know, draw something. These games spread virally. They spread person to person. Usually, yeah. it's like I mean, someone yeah. someone shoves it in front of your face and says well, you have to look at. I this. look at my social feed. I look at Twitter and Facebook, right. and everybody I know is playing it. So I'm like, well, I, ha- I have to play this game. Right. And so it was a little bit late to the IGN office. Like I've been mm. playing. You know, I saw it climb the App Store charts because I keep an eye on that. And uh, so I sort of downloaded it and been playing it with some friends. But then it wasn't until this Monday that you know, for some reason, it t- reached some tipping point at the IGN office, and then suddenly everybody was going crazy over mm-hmm. it so yeah social media that's where it yeah. spread yeah, everyone yeah. was like try to draw something and then i was like oh it's so easy to make right. games through facebook and then right and that's the other thing that makes this game brilliant is that it's fun to share pictures with people you want it makes you laugh you want to share like i like and play words with friends but it's not like oh man yeah, i totally yeah, yeah. busted out you know i don't know some crazy word in words yeah. with friends like i'm not going to share that with someone plus but... you get to draw hilarious things like when i exactly. draw pregnant for justin yeah. The way I drew it was a stick figure with a big old belly, and then water was just shooting out from between the legs. Yeah. So. 
I like to go. I like to go like an over overly elaborate detail with some of mine. I had to do doorbell for Damon, and I drew a gigantic <laughs> I yeah, elaborate. I, I, like, drew, I drew a house with bushes and then windows and then this whole little scene. And at the very end, I drew a, a little. <laughs> I, I drew a little doorbell and circled it like twenty times. So you had no choice but to watch that whole. It was good. Scene. Yeah. And the, like, there's nothing more satisfying than watching someone guess like your stupid fucked up drawing yeah. that just doesn't make any sense. Like they're never in a million years gonna. Oh, they did it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a it's a cooperation game. Yeah, like you're working together, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's you're not working against yeah. each other. So I the, the reason I have a lot of reasons that this game is brilliant is because I'm going to be writing an op-ed about things that makes draw something brilliant. And and sort of the last big one for me is exactly that. Like it is cooperative. So you know, other asynchronous multiplayer games are sort of these turn-based games. Um, they're all head-to-head. So it's like sometimes that doesn't feel so great, and you might not want to play with people. Like if I'm I'm really really good at words with friends, and so my wife won't play with me anymore. Um, she doesn't think I play fair. She's like, you don't even know what that word means. You should only use words you mean. And it just, it becomes this adversarial thing. But with draw something, like, you want the other person to get it. Like, you're helping your friends, and they're helping you. And sometimes I get drawings, and I'm like, this drawing's terrible. But I still really want to try to figure it out to help my friend feel good. I will so. say the one the one downside to it, right? And this is something that, you know, you and I have talked about. is just that it relies on the honor system. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, it's not that big of a downside. Because if someone sucks, and they constantly just, like... Yeah. Write this word. You can just never play with them again. But yeah, was it you last night who had the word deer and just wrote the word Bambi? No. Okay. Well, somebody did that to me. <laughs> Justin wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would not do that. I would play later. See, I did have. I had. I had the word number for, with <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, and so first of all, I wrote dumb word. And then, you know, erase that. And then I just wrote a bunch of numbers. Wait, it took me far too long to understand that. Oh. I thought he was, like, writing a phone number. And I was yeah, like, sorry. Four, five, seven, one, three. Yeah, it's not Jenny. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Yeah. What is going on? I was playing with my lady friend, and she got bromance. So she drew a picture of me and Tyroot holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, draw something is awesome. You got Listeners should definitely be playing that. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. playing it. And the free version is, you know. The free version is fine. I'm yeah, playing the free yeah, version. It's, 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 yeah. it's Yeah, it's fine. And you'll eventually upgrade. You know, it's a yeah. dollar to upgrade, but, you know, you don't need to spend a bunch of money to figure out whether you like it. So jump on it. The other big uh, iOS game this week is Angry Birds Space. Yep, a review up on IGN.com later today. Um, I like it, you know, I like it a lot. I I think Angry Birds gets hated a lot. It sort of gets lumped in with sort of Zynga games that sort of core gamers hate sometimes, and I really don't think that's fair. I mean, it Um, it, it, it gets hated on because it's the most popular thing as well, just like every other game. I always relate that sort of stuff to Kim Kardashian. Like, she gets so much hate, but she's like one of the most popular women in the world, Mm -hmm. you know? You you can't, you almost can't get that popular without also achieving a certain level of of hate. I deal with it every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's true. Anthony's haters. Um, Yeah, he feeds off them. That's the source of his strength. Mm -hmm. Um, so Angry Birds, you know, so Zynga games, for example, there's a reason that people don't like them. They don't like how they're monetized. They don't like this and that. But Angry Birds is great. Like, it's got gameplay. It's got everything, you know. Angry Birds has always been a good game. Right. Mm-hmm. Really, exactly. really good game. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. game. So Space is uh, super cool. So there's a couple things that Space does brand new. Uh, so there's zero gravity now um, in, in a lot of the levels. So it's like you'll just see the pigs sort of floating out in space in their little pig spacesuits. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cute. And then when you pop them... Since now they're exposed to space, they freeze, and uh, just lots of little details like that. And so what the Zero-G does is when you crash into a building, instead of everything sort of collapsing, um, it just floats off in, like, random directions. And, uh, you know, it's kind of fun. It makes things different. And if you blow up a TNT crate, you know, you'll see things sort of go in, in 360 degrees. Um, but there's also gravity wells. And uh, this is actually a pretty hardcore mechanic. Like, I feel like 
Rovio is teaching all these people that maybe only play Angry Birds or are just super casual, you know, what what sort of gameplay is all alike, uh, all about in puzzle solving. And so, like, right away, within the f- game's first couple levels, you can't beat the level unless you sort of slingshot a bird around uh, a moon that has gravity, and it sort of slingshots uh, around. orbit? Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. awesome. And that's what the game's all about. And it doesn't take that long. It escalates until, before you know it, you have to make sort of a figure eight by... By you know slingshotting a bird around the top of one planet, and it it gets curved around by the gravity, and, and then it gets captured by, by another one by on the, another on one's the gravity, underside. yeah, and then curves around and hits the stuff, and like that's pretty, like that's legit puzzle solving, yeah. that's legit gameplay. You know, it requires skill and thought, and you have to plan what you're doing. Um, space is great. I think for that reason, it's probably not going to be as big of a hit. You know, I think really, really casual gamers are going to download it and not they have won't as, like it as much. I think they're going to not have as much fun, but they. You know, they don't think about games the way that I do, and they might not understand why they're not having as much fun. But uh, it's definitely more hardcore. Um, the three-star times are, um, you know, really tough. They're, uh, they're marketing the hell out of it. They really are. They turn the they turn the Space Needle in Seattle into a giant, right. into a giant Angry Birds launcher. I mean, I, Wait, um, you mean like the actual literal Space Needle? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about in the game. No, no, no. Yeah, wow. No, okay. they really did that. There's a giant, there's a giant yeah. bird on the Seattle Space <laughs> oh, Needle right amazing. now. Amazing. And they partnered with NASA, um, you know. So Angry Birds Space was in <laughs> yeah. space. Partner with NASA, yeah. It's probably not that expensive anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so, and that's and that's cool for you know. I think that was probably some deal where there's a little NASA. Um, what do you call it? The space station is in the game's menu, and if you click on it, then it's like, do you want to learn more about NASA and science? And then it takes you yes. to NASA.gov, and I'm like, that's awesome because a lot of a lot of kids play Angry Birds. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of kids. This is something uh, I was reading a really interesting article about this recently. So many like really young kids today are coming up playing games on their parents' like iPhones and yeah. i and iPads, and they're they're used to like that interface. So a, a big challenge that console manufacturers have going forward with future generations is how to now bring those young kids on to playing games on their consoles and on their TVs and using controllers because mm-hmm, yeah. they're not they're not growing up using those. The yeah, first games they ever play are button free. Exactly. And so then buttons are the strange thing. Exactly. Not right. Screens. Oh man. These times, Steve. man. These times. <laughs> um, yeah, so Angry Birds Space is good. Um, I, the one thing I don't like about it is the same as all the other ones. It can be kind of random. You know, you fling a bird and everything blows up, but you only get two stars. You fling the bird in the same spot, a little bit more stuff blows up, and you get three stars. And so it's not as skill-based as maybe I would like. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's still great. You're, this, this will be up after your review. Do you know what you're giving it? Uh... Yes. Well, I, I, no, I don't want to say the score. It's okay. going to be a very positive review. Okay. Fair enough. All right, let's check in with the listeners. Hi, listeners. Thank you. This is, uh, remember, listeners, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Scott Baker did. Uh, he, he asked, can you explain to me why people drop $100 on a bulky arcade stick designed for one game? Yes, uh, I can, because mm-hmm. that, because... While one person that year might drop $100 on Call of Duty and, and DLC for map packs because that's their fucking jam. Yeah. Like, that for a person that, like, plays just that fighting game and is going to play it for, like, like two or three years or maybe even use that fighting stick on the next fighting game, like, that's, yep. like, an, a total investment for them because they, playing with a the controller, they feel like they're at that much of a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been using my fight stick on everything since Street Fighter 4, including, like, the re-releases, Marvel Capcom, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Mortal Kombat, all that shit. Yeah. And just, it, it may be bulky to you, but to, you know, 
people who love fighting games like it's like the tool that, that feels right yeah. for oh, that, yeah. right. For that job, I mean right. what are you going to use a normal controller like all those people would balk at you because it just puts them at a disadvantage play wise yep. well, right and the alternative is uh, you know an arcade cabinet which this it might seem like a big bulky joystick but it's better than having the cabinet I mean the house. same reason why do people buy racing wheels and stuff right. like that because that is like their thing yeah, and, their and they are okay with that investment uh, this is Matthew Gould what is your favorite console or handheld of all time the one. What is the one? DS. The DS was really awesome. Well, That's until until, until the until the iPhone. But the iPhone is your favorite gaming device of all time. I thought we said handheld. This no console or or handheld. Oh, hold on. Uh, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. That was a really good one. So like now thinking about this. I have Critically, ch- is that just nostalgia speaking, or do you think like do you think uh, the Super Nintendo is still better than the Xbox 360? Uh, no, it's absolutely nostalgia speaking. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have a cheater one though. Right. Like that's, for me, which you, is that's fine. Which is that it's the PC, but yeah. the PC <laughs> is like yeah. has been you know that that spans like it's unfair thing of like thirty five years or whatever yeah. or something yeah. stupid. So that's true. and you just grab a Super Nintendo emulator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I, I have everything you want, if I let nostalgia speak for me, I'd say the NES because that's what I came up on. I played yeah. hundreds of games yeah, yeah. on that, and it totally shaped it shaped who I am. Yeah, and what I'm doing today. But if I were gonna just look at like like. I, I I don't think there's I've ever played a better console, done more with a console, enjoyed a console more than my Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, when I get home from work, I basically turn on my Xbox 360 and it's on until I go to bed. until I go to bed yeah. because I'm playing games and I'm like watching you know shows yep. and yep. movies. Throw like, some music on. It's, it's it's amazing. I really miss my PlayStation 2. That was just yeah. like that's that was the time when like I'd always like games, obviously, and I'd, like we we got our PlayStation. My dad got the PlayStation because he's a big gamer too. Um, so we bonded over that, but like the PS2 is where like I really, really fell into it. That was the way and I could start affording games on my own. And that's uh, also the start of what consoles are today because exactly. it was a DVD player. Yeah, not, yeah. and not yeah. only that, but it was also uh, when first-person shooters on consoles became like yeah. ex- actually like a viable thing. Like <laughs> yeah. for reals, like that's when Medal of Honor and all those things yep. were coming out. Time yep. Splitters two, y'all. Time Splitters two. Yep, there's a lot of good shit on PS2 that <clears> I miss. This is Ryan. Hi, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan Krosky. If you could have one company make you any type of game you wanted, what company would you pick and what type of game? Oh, I would have Konami make Symphony of the Night 2 for PS3. Yeah, I'd play Symphony of the Night 2. Yeah, you should probably have it not made by Konami. Of course, they, made, <laughs> they did make Symphony of the Night 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and whatever on, on DS, basically. Yeah. But anyway. Um, I would gather together. I mean, I would have like a company like Double Fine. But I would have them make a Star Wars point and click adventure. Fuck yeah. Like, isn't that ridiculous that, like, it's, in all those years that LucasArts had the best yeah, point and click adventures? That's really weird. And they owned the Star Wars license. There never was never anything. a Star Wars point and click. Absurd. Like, dude, give me that. I that's want crazy. that. That's a good answer. I don't even want to answer now. Cause. <laughs> I want, I would love, Capcom will never do this, but I would love Capcom to make another Rival Schools. Ooh, you guys, I don't even know hardcore. if you know this yeah. game. So I'm not even a big fighting game fan, but Rival Schools is a fighting game. God, I loved it. We played the fucking hell out of that game in college. Yeah. It's like an over-the-top, ridiculous Japanese high school fighting game. And every character is like a different like high school stereotype. There's like the baseball player. And like a goth kid. There's like a cheerleader. <laughs> there's like, you know, the jock. There's this, the guy from the swim team. And they all have crazy, you know, special moves and team-up attacks. It was so awesome. Isn't Sakura from Street Fighter Four in that game? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of this, but now I want to look so it up. It's so awesome, man. And they made a sequel on Dreamcast. And didn't some of those characters end up in Fighters Megamix? 
Probably. Uh, uh, some of them are used in like uh, in other Capcom fighting games in, today. There yeah. was a car in Fighters Mega Mix. So I'm sure some of the Rival Schools characters <laughs> Rival made it schools in there. Um, I just want whatever Kojima Productions is doing. Yeah, that's it. Just want it now. Whatever they do, don't even give a shit what it is. Do you just think they can do, do no wrong? Like, are you a Metal Gear Solid Four oh, no, they fan? They can absolutely do wrong. I just don't care. You just okay. want it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play Metal Gear Solid Four? Because he was fucked up. Yeah, but I just, I love that man so much. Wow. I yeah. think that man likes to troll his fans. Yeah. That's the best part about him, Anthony. <laughs> and then everyone takes it super seriously. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, he's just laughing at you. Oh, yeah. Thanks Definitely. for your money. I love it. I mean, I feel like I get most of what I want now. Like, Super Metroid is my favorite game of all time, and they're sort of still making pretty decent Metroid games. Yeah. Like, so Some Shadow of the GBA ones were yeah. excellent. Did you, like, you liked Other M? Uh, Other M is sitting unplayed. As a, it's a huge Metroid fan. That's embarrassing for me, but uh, I haven't gotten around to I it I never yet. played any of the first-person Metroid games. Oh, man, Metroid Prime is so good! Prime is really, really so good. I couldn't good. get into it. What? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've never been huge on Metroid, so I don't know. It's just, it felt Prime weird. Was, Prime was ridiculously good. Yeah, I've also never played Super Metroid, but I'm with you. Get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that being said, I have beat both of the GBA ones. Oh man, Super Metroid is so much better than those GBA right, but ones. But I'm saying I, I, that's how I know I would like Super Metroid because I really liked the side-scrolling GBA you gotta, ones. We're yeah. gonna, I don't know. We don't. Have, I, was, I was gonna say Spring Break. I don't know what I'm thinking. We don't get a Spring Break. <laughs> the next time that we're not like overloaded with work, I am. You're gonna come over. We're I have. Gonna... I have an SNES like. Like a uh, FC twin. So if I just had a cart, I could play it. Yeah, like also, I just need the Super Metroid cart. for like $8. Oh, well, I also have a Wii, so I really have no excuse. You've really got to play I'm Super Metroid. I'm with you. I haven't played it. I would you have to. homework, Anthony. Okay. you got to play Super Metroid. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's so good. And then, you, and then you're going to come back on GameScoop and tell us what you, what you thought about it. I don't Super even Metroid. know if I want this to happen, because you're just going to be... Like, you can't... Because you played the GBA ones. And yeah, that I one loved, has, and, I, and I loved them. <laughs> right. Well, it's just like anything, though. Like, they continue iterating on it, right? So I, I think Super Metroid's a better game, but it's missing some stuff. Like, it, it's harder to switch weapons in Super Metroid. Sure. It's harder to... You can't grab onto ledges, and I think you're going to come back and be like, you can't grab onto ledges. I like I like fusion more. That's my Anthony impression. We'll see. We'll see. It's really good. I'm, I'm a little passionate about it. Yeah, well, that's your favorite game of all time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Everyone's got, you know, it lives in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite game of all time is a game no one played, so it's okay. That PC is game, that right? PC What's that one called? called Outcast. Yeah. It's on good old games, four ninety nine. Every time you tweet about it, I go to the page, and I'm like, nah. Next time. Mm-mm. So good. Maybe we should have a podcast where everyone plays someone else's favorite game of all time and then gives their feedback. And then we all just leave fuming at the other <laughs> yeah, person. I'm so mad. When they just talk about it. Yeah. I'd love to know what you guys think of Rival School. So. We need to add it to the list of like things you don't like. You don't discuss religion and politics. <laughs> and, or Metroid. Yeah, and don't criticize someone's favorite game. Uh, this is James Woodcock, LOL. I saw a tweet from Bethesda earlier today advertising new roles for iOS developers to work on multiple unannounced games. What are your thoughts on what this could mean to the mobile gaming market? Mm. Are you excited at the idea of a Bethesda game on iOS? Depending on what it is. I'm sure I mean, it, so I mean, if there's, it, maybe they'll learn something from EA. EA has had like, one of the best mobile strategies, in my opinion, yeah. which is like we release a console game and we release a handheld game around the same time to promote our console game like it is and like a promotional tool it's a different yeah. game too but yeah and ubisoft has done that too with that assassin's creed uh, is it recollection yeah that's really good are we talking about the multiplayer one no, no the, the, they, card, oh, the card the card battle but game. actually oh, oh. the free-to-play multiplayer one they recently did was really good too it was mm. basically yep. a top-down version of assassin's creed multiplayer but totally the same thing where you mm. hide amongst people and try and kill other players yep. and, and the whole idea in that game was try to act like an npc so exactly. it works just as good in top-down 2d as it did in 3d exactly so um, and the card yeah. game was really good too mm-hmm. so yeah i wouldn't necessarily want like a first person like dumbed down graphics yeah. version of elder no, scrolls no, no. but 
something like a, ta- a tactics um, game would be exactly great. well sure. you also don't really know what that means like so ea has the mass effect data pad not a game, just an app where you can read codex entries and stuff, but they still needed an iOS developer to do that. So, you know, Bethesda might just be planning, you know, you Tamriel, don't know that... Tamriel lore Bible? Yeah, like you hear iOS developer and people are like, oh, Elder Scrolls iPhone, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily what it means. Um, I'm definitely excited about it. I played a little bit of a very, very early build of Baldur's Gate on iPad. Um, Baldur's Gate 1 was being ported to iPad. And, uh, you know, for any game that doesn't require Twitch controls, like if it was a mostly mouse-controlled game, um, yeah, I mean, it totally translates to touch controls. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm with Damon that I'm not super wild about games that shove a bunch of virtual buttons on, I mean, a, on a touch screen. Doesn't but... Bethesda at this point, they own the rights to Fallout, right? I was just going to say. I, I, I was, was just going to say, could they release one and two well, yeah, and like, just be I, like, it now released under the Bethesda label on iOS? That could yeah. be cool because I never, I never played those games. Exactly. So Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's the rumor mill. Put out the news stories. <laughs> Bethesda making Fallout 1 and 2 for iOS. Yeah, I heard it here first. Source Anthony. Yeah, source me. This is Wookie Puss. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a fe- like a female Wookiee? I mean, there are many aliens that I w- in Star Wars that I would probably have sex with, but Wookiees are not one of them. We mm. Female Wookiees... They, they look the, basically the same as males. I was going to say, have they been illustrated? Is this like female dwarves? Or yeah, they, they basically look- just look the same as males. Okay. You'd have to like pull up the hair to know have, what's going this on. This is going to get a little weird, but bear with me. Do they have breasts? Yeah, they're mam- well, they're mammals. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Then they breastfeed, yeah. Mm. Ooh. Okay, I but don't their wanna... breasts are covered in hair. So like, yeah. do they have to, like, how do they? Well, I guess we haven't. I have never seen a female Wookiee. You just so gotta dig, know. dig for it. Okay. The the, the young the the Wookiee cub can the find younglings. It. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. <laughs> do you think Wookiees do it doggy style uh, when they're yeah. doing it? Like what? It'd what be the loudest. <laughs> probably that's for sure. So, I'm, reading, I'm reading a Star Wars book right now with a Wookiee Jedi whose name is Lobaka, and they call him Lowy. For sure. No, uh, I, I loved the first part of that sentence and then hated everything yeah. else. <laughs> That's true. How many Wookiees names end in Baca? Is that a common thing? No, is that... I don't. I think it actually is like related to Chewbacca, who in the book series I'm reading is currently, you know, he's dead. So, he's been dead for a while. So yeah. is that how the is that how Wookiee names like is that first name last name? Is it? Like... I was wondering that too. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Is it one word? No, 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 no. So like Chewbacca have... has a last name. What is it? Well, I don't. I don't actually know. I forget. You're blowing my mind. He has a last name. It's like Chewbacca Johnson. Yeah, I was going to say. So this whole time when we call him Chewbacca and Chewie, that's like calling someone Chewbacca. Chewbacca is definitely one of the easier names to say in Shrewook, which is their language, by the way. I hope it's like Tanaka, so it rhymes with Chewbacca Tanaka. And he's Japanese. Yeah. So. Hmm. Anyways, I know all kinds of stuff I shouldn't know about. I know you like they have a holiday called Life Day. They also have some of them. they, They can gain speech impediments. Yes, wow. and and there's one such speech impediment that actually allows a Wookiee to speak <laughs> basic to humans yep. easier. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, read the, I've read it of the Empire. <laughs> so, anyways, everyone in Star Wars, they, they, everyone understood Chewbacca. Basic. No well, one, nobody Han was Solo like did. Han Solo. No, but I thought Leia everyone learned. else did too. No, no. Luke kind of just interpreted. Yeah, and okay. Leia learned it eventually. Just like no one technically understood R two. Yeah. But but they're just like I think he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds happy. Unless he had the readings on Luke's mom. Exactly. Are they? But he's not sentient. Like he's not an actual. I mean, the only way he has personality. But who are two? Yeah. No, yeah. he's he's programmed to to yeah. be a certain way. Yeah. You can program your droid to be like angry, happy, sad, yeah. like like tell jokes. Why so. would you program your droid to be angry? Some pilots like to have an aggression sort of programming yeah. in their droids so that when they're flying, the droid might do things to assist them in being particularly aggressive. Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Yeah. So Star Wars scoop. Anyway, Wookie Puss. <laughs> With all the talk and controversy over DLC lately, I wanted to try and inject a note of sanity. Namely, can you stop calling it DLC? 
Whose idea was that? More specifically, who was the original idiot who thought downloadable was two words? Seriously. As professional writers and editors, doesn't that seem incredibly stupid to you? It's like when people abbreviate Uncharted UC3. <laughs> you, you do not you don't yeah. do that to syllables. Killzone is not KZ3. It's just K3. Um, it's kind of KZ3. I hate it. So I think the reason that it's... I, yeah. Someone called it DLC at some point, and now it's just stuck because it's an easy... It's It rolls yeah. off the tongue. It well, makes, and it makes nice. sense to people. Yeah, yeah. what's funny is that there's some guy... There's literally one person somewhere that was the first one to say that, and now it's going to be around forever. Like, it's on Wikipedia pages. Like, that term's mm-hmm. never going away, and someone coined it. I agree that it sounds, it's kind of obnoxious to me, DL, yeah. just calling something DLC. It's like, and I think a lot of people just use it to, to refer to anything right. downloadable. If yeah, it's a yeah. character or if it's a game, it's like, like I hear people calling XBLA games DLC. Yeah, that's, like, that's what really no, gets under my skin. No, that's not what it is. DLC to me has to be, uh, you know, it's an add-on to a game that already came out. Yeah. It's not a full game itself. And I don't, that's add-on. not DNA. Add-on is the phrase that Xbox Live uses for right. all of its downloadable content. It doesn't really say downloadable content anywhere unless it's in the product description. Yeah, don't. It's a big pet peeve of mine for people that refer to full game downloads as DLC. Yeah. Especially because it's like you can download any game on Steam. Like, they're downloadable. They're digital. Like, they're DLC. not DLC. Yeah. Another dumb thing that uh, I don't know how it happened, but it's 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 a thing. So now, uh, when we talk about co-op in games, that's that's a thing now. But when you when you write co-op, you you hyphenate co-op. But cooperative, it's yeah, short for it's cooperative, and that yeah. doesn't have a hyphen in it. So yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Coop would be funny. Yeah, play, then you're just saying it's coop. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is Big Tony style. He writes in a lot. Yeah, yeah he does. He's a, he's a super fan. With the update to Diablo 3's release date, was there any mention of a console version of the game? I know there's been tons of speculation and clues leading to a console release, but do you guys expect a console release at some point? Yeah, they've said. They've said, they've said they're, they're, they have people working on yeah. it, but, yeah. but with Blizzard, that doesn't mean that it will ever see the light of day. Blizzard can do whatever the fuck it wants to. If they want to make a console version that they never release. I mean, they have made they console games it. of uh, versions of games in the past, right? Starcraft been, came out famously on Nintendo 64 yeah. even. Yeah, yeah but, but it's been a long time. It has. I, I don't think it has been this generation. I think it was the last no. generation. Yeah, I would nice. I would be very surprised if Diablo came out on consoles only because they would have to figure out a way to either completely change the structure of their auction house or to find a way to work with Microsoft and or Sony. To let them do an in-game auction house where people could still set up real-life transactions. And Microsoft would never, yeah, ever in a exactly. million years allow it to happen. Well, and this is a problem for consoles in general, is that video games are living products now. You know, Diablo is, you know, a single-player game. It's not an MMO, but it's going to continue to be updated. The auction house is critical. Um, and that's just, you can't you can't do that on consoles. You know, you see things like Elder Scrolls and uh, Fallout. Those games are updated and patched all the time, and they have mod tools on the PC, and the console version really does sort of feel like the inferior version more and more for mm-hmm. more and more often and more and more games these days. So if it does come to consoles, I mean, I'm sure it would be polished and fun. Blizzard wouldn't probably release a bad game. But, uh, but it might not be the same experience. Yeah, if you have the option to play it on the PC, that you know, you got to do that. What was it? Starcraft Ghost? Yeah, never came out. Also, I uh, played that game. I played it at E3 one year. Uh, Also, Warcraft Adventures was another game that they advertised. It was a point-click adventure game starring what? Starring? I I never heard of that. Starring the character from Warcraft Three. Yeah, and and then they just never released it. That game was like done too. Yeah, they're like nope, not good enough. Wow. So this is Barry speaking on the rumors of the new Xbox. Have you guys considered another tier system? One system could house a disk drive with an adequate hard drive, and another system could be built with loads of HD space as a download-only machine. Microsoft could charge the same for both, possibly create another version with a disk drive and massive hard drive. Anyway, I don't know. I find that possible, but unlikely. Yeah, I find that unlikely. I think it's a good idea. I think what would be the benefit to them to do that? 
Like, why? Why yeah. would they do that? Also, well, p- point to a success story for that, right? Because yeah. I don't know that the Vita is going to be it. So, well, but there's not. That's not really a. There's no disc option. Yeah. Well, but there are cart options. I'm saying, like, you can buy a cart yeah. or you can buy yeah, the yeah. games okay. in the store. Right. I'm just saying, like, they're already doing the the dual options, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we keep hearing about, you know, moving to an all digital future one day. But like, when? So when does that actually happen? When does somebody pull a trigger on that and release a console without a disc drive? It's going to be a while. Um, so you hear stats about there's still a shockingly large percentage of Xboxes have never, ever been connected to Xbox Live. It's almost like 40% or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Silly. And uh, like, so that's, that's your reason right there why this won't happen. I mean, it also comes down to the fact of how eventually broadband internet needs to spread more because yep. there's still it doesn't cover a lot of like the continental united states and i yeah, know exactly i know it's not just the united states who matters but that is a huge market yeah i mean so. i the internet infrastructure in the united states is not anywhere close to being ready and it's probably not gonna be for a while i mean we live in we live in an urban area and so it's easy to forget but i'm from iowa and they just like you like uh uh what do you call it not cable but uh t1 no, um, the satellite. What? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know what you're looking for. Satellite. DSL. Direct TV. DSL. Okay. Um, right. So, like, you can only like DSL is your only option for broadband. So what I'll say is, I don't even think that the day when we reach a console where it's download only, it won't even be a console anymore. It will be a TV mm-hmm. with a console built in that you'll buy your TV at the store, and it will be like includes an Xbox and Netflix capability, and you're mm-hmm. just like have a controller, you play with it, and you can go into like the TV menu and buy yeah. games. Sony, yeah. Sony would be equipped to do that. They already yeah. make TVs. I exactly. Why, I wonder why that hasn't happened right now. Like, a Sony television that has PlayStation built in. Because it'd be fucking gigantic. So. Would it? Well, to put that hardware in the well, I guess you I mean, could the I mean, spread out the, the parts. I mean, they're getting better, right? You just have an external power supply so that you yeah. can slim it down. Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes up two plugs as opposed to one, but yeah. the hardware's all there. Anyways, it's, I think it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Like, Microsoft wants their consoles to increasingly be media center things, but eventually... With the size of everything getting smaller, you will have a media center built into your TV. So the mm-hmm. TV is the media center. Yeah. So I can get down with that. Me too. Me too. I dig it. Uh, this is Scott Judd. Hey, crew, I was wondering if any of you knew about records set by gamers and if there is an official record-keeping website, something like the Guinness World Records, but for video games. There is. There is it's Guinness called the Guinness World <laughs> Records. <laughs> well, there's also... More video games. There's also... Uh, what is it? Twin, Twin Gal- Galaxies? Twin so, Galaxies. Twin Galaxies. Right, right. So, and oftentimes that stuff ends up being distributed. Like that core community will manage their own. Like there's what there's Score Hero. I don't remember the domain, but like for Guitar Hero yeah, Superfans, yeah, there's a website where they all sort of go. And then for another game, like it has its own website. And there's these pockets of, of you know, sort of super fans that compete with each other. And But there's no sort of centralized place besides, you know, besides the ones we already old, mentioned. Old news editor Jim Riley used to hold a gaming record I in, held, in an... Yeah, uh, like Zonk's Adventures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Air Zonk. I think Air it was Zonk. Air Zonk. It was Air Zonk. Wow. Air Zonk. Of all the games. <laughs> I know. Um, I played Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 uh, competitively. Like, it was that what I was talking about. There was a core sort of group of people, and we would all compete for high scores. And um, you would have to share your replays. And I was at my peak. I was ninth in the world at Monkey Ball. Nice. Wow. That's impressive. That's a, a game. It's a hard game. Yeah, I mean, number nine out of, like, 14. Well, it's not bad. It's, so, so that's the thing. Like, there was not many, there was not that many serious competitors, A. So the number nine is not as impressive as it may sound. But uh, the flip side is that... I'm just being a dick. I'm sorry. No, but it's true. Like, oh, number nine. But it's, like, how many people were there? 50, maybe? Um, but the point is that you're still... It's the best competing with the best. So it's, yeah. like, if everyone were to play that, I might have still been number nine. Like... But when you're number one at Angry Birds, we'll talk. 
Exactly. But Guinness World Records does track video game. Yeah, yeah. Video it, has, game it has for like the last like five years now. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. yep. Benjamin Driggs hey ben. says, with all the hype for the new consoles, do you think we will ever see another console from a new company? Or do Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo now control the market, making it impossible for another console to emerge? Dreamcast 2 coming back. Yeah, right. my, my idea is if we see another TV, if we ever see a new console, it'll technically be something like the next Xbox. Or not the next, but I'm saying like the next, next Xbox will be like a Samsung box in conjunction with Microsoft. And it'll be a TV yeah. console co- combination. On Live is kind of like the newest competitor, but it's not really a, it doesn't have proprietary software. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. Exactly. Like the lines are blurring between what is and isn't. Like does On Live count as a console? No. I mean, no, it doesn't. On Live is like, a great example, though, of, of a, co- a console type idea built into TVs. There are already TVs yeah. shipping yeah. with On Live in them. So, so. you know, the answer is um, probably Apple. Yeah, but then it's a question of do they actually make a console or do they go like we were just talking about, like they'll, a they'll, TV? They'll have a device that can play games. It'll be like um, a, a monitor built in with Apple TV and then you can download yeah. shit from the App so Store. So it'll, it'll be like an Xbox, but it'll be yeah. the reverse where Xbox is a games machine but also does a bunch of media. You know, Apple's going to have a media yeah. machine that also does games. Because, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't see them doing uh, so anything, anything that focuses solely on games because nope. Apple still seems really hostile towards games, even though their devices have been very successful gaming platforms. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very true, and that's actually the same as facebook which is the only other one that there's ever a chance for in my opinion is if steam were to ever actually release mm-hmm. a, a a dedicated steam pc yeah. which then it's not even really console it's more like a, a steam dedicated pc yeah. mm-hmm. so you know the conspiracy theory regarding apple is that the ipad 3's resolution or the new ipad's resolution is mm-hmm. higher than the resolution of a 1080 television 1080p it's higher than 1080p res right. so these companies that are updating their games to run on the new ipad resolution they're ready, man. They're HD ready for 1080p television. So if Apple ever wants to release, uh, you know, the Apple TV or whatever, you know, television living room device they release, all these new iPad games are, are already have the art assets ready to go to be, you know, mm-hmm. HD gaming. So all they need then is an interface. So that's that's I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or if that's off the wall, but it would make sense. A couple more questions. Frankie asks, what are all your guys favorite foods? Burritos. Yeah, just as, burritos straight up. That's, yep. as, a, as a newcomer to the San Francisco Bay Area, burritos. Yeah, we do we do them right here. Yeah. I think uh, Can we do? I'm Mexican, right? So let's just get that out of there. So they should be burritos, <laughs> but in a great betrayal to my people, I think it's pupusas. Oh my god, pupusas is. are so great. We're, we got to take Mitch too. Yeah, pupusas might be pupusas might be my favorite. Where food. do you go? Lumpia. I haven't been there either. It's yeah. in the mission. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it, pupusas are, are quite possibly one of the, the best foods to come out of any like South American country. Hmm. They're so, amazing. Okay. Can so. we do can we do burritos today? Probably. Yes. <laughs> uh I'll go I'll go with sushi. Follow up close by tamales. Sushi is a good choice too. I love sushi. Sushi's um you you know it's actually not that hard to make sushi at home. Get on that. Yep. Well, it's hard to make good sushi rice. That's true. That's the tricky part. You just get a, a rice cooker. Shut your, mission shut your we do fucking it. We, do it. we have a rice cooker. We make sushi all the time at home. Yeah, but it's, awesome. it's terrible sushi. That's not it's, it's it's real sushi. Sushi. If if you talk to any professional sushi chef, what they will tell you is the fish part isn't the hard part. The hard part rice. is making the rice perfect. Yes. True. Plus, we do, no, we do it ourselves without a rice cooker. So for sure, you gotta let it sit several make, hours. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you have to wash it several times in a very specific way, yep. and you have to mix it with a little bit of rice wine vinegar. It's very yep. tough. Yep. But it's not. It, it it's just like six yep. steps. Anyways, the it's best process. My or my favorite sushi place in San Francisco is in your hood. Ebisu. Ebisu, yeah. Yeah, that place is it's place is hot. It's like a combo of being uh, them being really friendly, having really great sushi, and being totally cheap. 
Yeah, my like, favorite. I'm, sushi I'm so place. glad that I named that I didn't name Abisu, and you're like, what? No. <laughs> my favorite sushi place is this place on. Now, granted, I'm a vegetarian, right? Sure. But I'm saying even for fish, the people I, like when I just want to take someone to a cool place, I go to this place. It's like on Taylor. It's the one that's like downstairs, and there's usually uh, like, Ryoko. Yeah, and there's like and a there's DJ like, playing it's every like, time. It's usually like a cute Asian girl DJ. Yeah, there, it's just like a cool vibe. Yeah. for a place. That place is good too. I love man. If I didn't write about video games, I would try to be a food critic. I love I love food so much, man. Because as as we're thinking about favorite foods, there's at least like eight other foods. If I wasn't trying to be a video game critic, I would be a competitive eater. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I do love dumplings. Are they my favorite? I don't know. I know that we have a very coveted job, but I don't know. Food critic maybe a more desirable job. I don't know that I could do it. Harder to get job than what we do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to write about food. It I, tastes good. I read a there's, a there's a good book by a guy called The Man Who Ate Everything, and he got a job as a food critic, and so he forced himself to eat every food just because he can't. You're not allowed to like not like things yeah, just yeah. by personal taste. You need to be objective. So it's a book about him eating all these really really awful foods. It's good. Ugh. Last question comes from Stephen Horsley. Uh, he says, "Do any of you have a favorite piece of clothing? And more specifically for Damon, do you have a favorite T-shirt?" <laughs> Mine is my Superboy t-shirt because I love the design, but it also reminds me of when I first told my girlfriend that I loved her after she correctly identified it as Superboy instead of Superman like everyone else does. Uh, my favorite t-shirt right now is one I got just last Christmas where, where it has a little kitten leaning on an AK-47 and it says me against the world. I also got some really hot new sunglasses that are black with pink trim that I'm pretty, I'm pretty into right now. <laughs> do, do accessories count? I'm just saying. Okay. I'm trying I got, to think. I just bought a, got, like a pink yeah. collared shirt recently. I like that a lot. A pink collared shirt. Yep. There you go. I think mine might be Simple. my my Ray Bans. Yeah, you you, so. do, you do wear them well. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I don't have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Why is that funny? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't. No I don't, reason. No yeah, reason. I, I don't. I sort of have a little style that I'm cultivating, but I don't have a favorite. Mm-hmm. I like that you're cultivating your style. I do admire the uh, the buttons on your on your sleeves. So I, when I wear a, a, a collared t-shirt like that or a button down i like to roll up my sleeves yeah. and I, when they have buttons that i can actually keep the sleeves up that's my favorite thing in the world yeah i mean there's lots of shirts that i like a lot and stuff but there's none that i'm like oh man that's the one mm. now that i live here i'm noticing everyone in the bay area has like a really nice jacket mm. and i don't oh, know yeah. get those you gotta, nice jackets you gotta get the jacket where do i get a nice jacket you gotta I get I the jacket situation one. figured out yeah, it depends what you want you want a waterproof one a place like rei is a good yeah. place to look you mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. a fucking have, stylish one there's a super dry i was gonna say super dry the one that i wear a lot is banana republic so that's good but i'm good a little bit, i'm a little bit preppier than some people so i subscribe to gq because i really love fashion that's something people don't know about me there you go i like gq i yeah, only read too. it when i'm flying though i buy like an issue when i'm flying so. usually and then and then you feel smart you feel well, I subscribe, I subscribe, I feel like, I subscribe I just, to it on my ipad what's so. nice. what cufflinks are in the spring <laughs> exactly <laughs> i do the, i actually do the same thing i'll buy like a wired or a gq and then i feel super smart when i land i can't yeah. differentiate between ads and content in that magazine yeah, i know <laughs> that's the idea it's yeah All right, I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I leave you this week with some tunes from Ninja Gaiden 2, back from the glory days of Ninja Gaiden. My name is Damon, this is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.